Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you are doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. This is season five, Success Stories. And wow, do we have a success story to share with you today. I am so excited to have Alan Stewart joining us. Alan is the founder and CEO of a brokerage of over 100 agents in the Connecticut area. And he has quite a lot of accolades that we could list under his name, including 2017's Realtor of the Year. In 2018, he was named as one of Real Trends top producers by units. Um, he has just knocked it out of the park in terms of growing and sustaining his business. And he's going to share with us today some of his secrets for doing just that and to his success, which now includes some ancillary business streams as well. So not sure how much we're going to get to unpack because there's so much here. But Alan, first of all, let me thank you for joining us. Thanks, Meredith. I love being here. So I really appreciate the time. Oh my gosh, such such a pleasure. And thank you. We are so grateful. And I'm, I'm really excited for what you're going to share with the audience. A couple of the things that intrigued me in looking at everything that you've done is that you lean hard into communication. And I know that's one of the things we're going to talk about as kind of like the cornerstone for uh, building a successful business. And you shared with me before we met that you had listened to or watched a couple episodes of the podcast and that we usually start in sort of like sourcing the guest's business. Like, how did you start? And you said, well, I'll let you say it. You said you would counter by saying what? Yeah, it's not so much how did I get into real estate. It's how do you stay in real estate? Because the majority of real estate agents don't stay in it. I think it's over 75% of them don't renew their license after when they have to pay their dues. Or... Yeah, 87%. Yeah, wow. And you're a great communicator. Your intro right there, just it's one of the best intros. Very articulate, very oh, to the point. Thank you. Thank you. But I was like, how do you stay within that 13%? Like that's really kind of the, the gold right now is how do you maintain a business that allows you to have longevity in a career that so many others wash out of for multiple reasons, probably, but that's what you're going to share with us today, right? It's like, what is, what does that blueprint look like for staying yeah. in a career? All right. The, so, so take us, take, take it away. Take us down that path. Nice. Yeah. I think that's the golden question because real estate is such a low barrier of entry. It's an easy business to get into. And I think I'm not, I'm, I think, I don't know how accurate these statistics are, but it's, we're going into 2024 right now. And they're saying over 70,000 realtors this year alone are opting out of not getting back into the industry. Yeah. Probably because we had so many come in over COVID. I mean, you can walk outside, throw your shoe and hit a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, don't try it, but you could. You know yeah, I mean? that's not even joking. I mean, that's completely true. Yeah. <laughs> so like a lot of people saw that. They saw how, you know, we had 6 million houses uh, sold in I think 2021. That's an all-time high. So people are saying, hey, this is easy. Let me get into this. You know, there's so many buyers raising their hand. And then now inventory is at an all-time low. We had 4.3 million houses closed this year. That's lower than in 2009. So that is the golden question. Not just how do I get into it? Because everyone, it's easy to get into. Low barrier to entry. You take a 60-hour course, you, you, know, you fail your first profession, or maybe your first prof profession isn't fulfilling you. 
So that's how you get into it. But how do you stay? How do you stay? And yeah, I, I would love to talk to you about that. I have like my own philosophy on it. It's a six step philosophy. And, and, and it starts with what you wanted to talk about with communication. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and why is communication so important in your mind? Uh, well, it's essential, especially it's essential in life. Uh, real estate is a relationship driven industry, as you know, as many real estate agents know. And one of our, what makes up a great real estate agent typically at their core is they're amazing at building strong relationships. I mean, we build intimate relationships in a short period of time. What other industry do you get to know everything about your clients and their family and their extended family for 90 days? And then majority of them poof after that. It's just like you're on to the next. So you need to yeah. be at communication because communication is the bridge between becoming a, from a stranger to becoming, uh, to building a relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And are you thinking that one of the reasons that people don't maintain longevity in the business is what you just talked about, not maintaining that relationship or keeping in communication long-term? Yeah, exactly. And and so, and that's some of the later steps in it, but the first one is conversations. Like, and that is where we want to increase our, our impression really. So really quickly, if I go through six of them and we'll, we'll hone in on one of them, you know, it's conversations. And if you can turn it the other way, thank you. It, the first one is conversations, then contacts, then consultations, then contracts, then closings, then compound your business. Mm-hmm. If we can do these six in order, that's the difference of, of starting a business and sustaining it and then scaling a business. Right. Yeah. So um, that is one of the big things though. When we're, when we're talking about conversations, we're talking about how do we make the strongest first impression possible so people want to come back and, and at least engage with us and talk to us more about real estate before they even become a client, right? Why would they consider us an authority in our space? I love that. Love that. I'm thinking as some of our audience members might be listening right now, they're hearing conversations. And if you are in a, you know, it's kind of a, I don't want to say typical, but perhaps a less creative training program, you might be hearing this as cold call, cold call, cold call. What do you say to that? Yeah, we're not even there yet. So, so cold call that to me, that is part of the conversation piece because the whole point of conversations is we're trying to do two things. We're trying to have a high quantity of conversations and higher quality conversations. When you have both of those, you're your business will explode, but usually you got to start with one. And if you don't know how to have high quality conversations, you're going to get to the quality through quantity. And what I mean by that in terms of your cold call, cold call, cold call, because I find like a lot of real estate coaches and mentors, they do, they pick one source and they hone that source worked for them. But what works for me doesn't necessarily work for anyone. Cold call is one source avenue for us to have more conversations that can turn into contacts. And a contact is a real estate or an industry related conversation. So a conversation is just, to me, it's really talking to somebody that I haven't talked to in 90 plus days or never talked to before. It's just another person inside my funnel that's now in in my stratosphere. Okay. Yep. So how does somebody start having those conversations? I get, what I get is a lot of agents who, and people listening to this podcast actually who ping me and say either, I don't know who to talk to, or I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, and that's a great, so so Bruce Lee, 
was an amazing martial artist, but he's also a philosopher. And he has a philosophy that says, be like water. And what he means by that is be malleable, take shape of the cup, but also flow to the path of least resistance. So if you don't know where to have conversations, start with the conversations that you're already having, but quantify them more. Your average American has at least 400 phone contacts in their phone. These are people that they have a warm, this is a, could be a warm introductory or a warm reboot of the relationship. And what we need to do is let's start there, the path of least resistance. Let's start engaging with them and talking with these people more, because although your average American has 400 people contacts in their phone, honestly, the lower in age you are, the more millennial Gen Z's, we're talking thousands of people on their phone. Doesn't yeah. mean you have a relationship with them. But now what we need to do is they're, they're also on average having less than 12 consistent conversations where they're having, excuse me, let me rearticulate it. They're having the same, they're having 12, up to 12 conversations. They're having, excuse me, they're having conversations with up to the same 12 people out of those 400. Wow, so right there, that's business right there. That is found business if you approach it. Okay. And how does that become found business? Well, it becomes found business. You got you got to pick up the phone. You got to call people. You got to talk to them, um, and 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 those conversations look different. And that's when we get into what do we say. So this is the approach. What do we do? But then you know how do what do we say and how do we say it? And and, and that's when we're breaking down the conversation. But we need to first of all, again, Meredith, for example, right? Like if you're not in a sales sales position, uh, did you do anything before real estate? By the way. Oh yeah, I was in a home and homeowners insurance claims before that. Okay, you so you were in the claims. It wasn't a sales role, right? Uh, I did do sales for years before, but yeah, as a professional, more of a professional role. Nice. I was doing that. And when you were in claims, just as a you know, if you'll entertain me for a second, how many people, how many of your friends and family really knew what you did for them? Um, a lot of them knew. They did. They yeah. they knew what you did. Yeah, I mean, and I so was always a communicator, so people t- tended to know what I did. <laughs> And that's probably why you're a phenomenal realtor. But if we, you know, if you weren't going out of your way to talk, were you consistently having conversations about homeowners claims or anything? There, like there are lots of stories to tell. I mean, and <laughs> homeowners insurance, I was doing like people's houses got burned down or people lost their home to a tree falling on it or a flood. So pretty catastrophic things that were happening that made for interesting stories to tell. So Did that's you- where that was happening. Yeah, that's juicy content right there. And that's actually one component of how do we have a strong conversation? There's stories, there's complimenting, and there's asking questions. Those are the triad of any great conversation. But but to to go back to to what we were talking about, majority of Americans, they don't work in like a, a sales position. So they're not talking about their employment that much. So most people don't get into real estate straight out of high school. It's not their first profession or their second or their third. So they're conditioned to not really talk about their profession. And majority of their friends and family didn't know what they were doing. And what we need to do as new realtors is we need to we need to make people aware that this is what I do. I'm not a secret agent. I'm a real estate agent. And we do that through outreach and making our friends and family, first and foremost, that's the first source aware this is what I do for a living, but that's not enough because when you're brand new, they don't want to trust their biggest asset sale or purchase with somebody who's brand new. They don't know if you're going to be consistent, which leads to the next five C's or the, uh, in the steps of how to scale, sustain and scale your business. But it all starts with as simple as we need to pick up the phone, 
call their loved ones and start making them aware. This is what I do. And I'm very passionate about it because if they're not aware of it, then they're not even in the know-how of that they can transact with you or refer you business. So they need to know what you do, first of all, Mm -hmm. and they need to understand that you're there to, to help them solve a problem that they might have. Are you an advocate of using scripts for calls like that? That's a, that's a great question because that's like a buzzword that gets thrown around the industry a lot, yeah. especially a lot of real estate coaches. Hey, know your scripts, know your scripts. I'm not, I'm not big on scripts, but I am big on a process. And I do believe that every conversation should have a structure, meaning th- data should be implemented and extracted from the conversation. And I go through trying to get and give data, but I don't script it out because then it's disingenuine and Again, we're trying to build relationships. So uh, if if I'm coming across this in genuine, you're not going to want to build a relationship with me. Uh, do you believe in scripts, Meredith? Or how do you feel about that? Um, we do use scripts, but we teach them so that an agent can really digest them and then make the script their own. So it's more about like, you. it's more, I like that you said it's more about process. It's more about having a structure and elements that we're including in specific conversations. But we also want an agent to be really agile and adept at, like you said, being malleable when the conversation pivots to be able to pivot with it so they don't get stuck. Um, and they've got a lot of, of resource information that they can use to serve the person that they're talking to. And I love that you do that because even outside of real estate, no conversation is a straight line. A conversation is constant, constantly banter. Like we're going over here. Okay, let's bring it back on track. Okay, we're now we're over here. Let's bring it back on track. So just knowing what are we giving, what are we getting from the conversation rather than just me sitting here and saying, hi, Meredith, my name is Alan Stewart Jr. with Yellow Brick Real Estate. The reason for the call is I have a listing on 123 Main Street and statistics prove that when one person lists the house, more people are going to list their house. And, you know, that's, but the reason why we give scripts is because it's, it's for new people. And it's just like, Hey, you don't even know what the path is. So use this as a general outline and then make it your own. Yeah, exactly. So you said provide data during and extract data from talk more about that. Yeah. So well, let's just think about it fundamentally. Like if I'm new to an industry, or if I'm new to your podcast, I need to provide some data, right? So you, we got on this podcast and you're saying, hey, Alan, um, let's go over your accolades or your, why are you even worthy of being on this podcast? That's me providing data. So when I'm providing data, what I'm doing is I'm providing in information ultimately to become the authority worth listening to, right? Because just because I make contact with someone, make sure, which is the second step in the process that, hey, I'm in real estate, it doesn't qualify me to be somebody that you're worth trusting or spending time with or anything like that. So we need to give that data and that data, again, if you're a brand new real estate agent, you don't have much of it. So that's why you align yourself with a broker with a proven track record. And you kind of lean on them as a mentor, maybe use their credibility, or maybe your data isn't, um, you know, I sold a hundred houses last year, 150 houses, because you don't have that, but maybe that's why most realtors, when they when they start talking about, hey, why would I choose you? They say, well, I'll pick up the phone any time of the day. I care more than anybody else because those are non-quantifiable data points. That's what they're trying to provide, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to give, give um, information to become an authority figure, somebody worth listening to, so we can continue down the sales process. But we're also trying to extract data, right? And what we're trying to extract data, it, it can boil down to one simple question. What's most important to you in blank? Right. And what I mean by that is 
you know, um, a lot of people don't do this enough, but I'm going to give references outside of real estate. But like when you enter into any type of relationship, let's say an intimate relationship with a significant other, if we sat down and said, hey, Meredith, what's most important to you on a first date? And we're on a first date, boom, I'm getting data right there. And I'm knowing, are we aligned? And also, if we are aligned, am I willing to give that? If not, we can either move on to the next date really quickly or we can make this date absolutely outstanding. So it's the same thing in business. Hey, what's most important to you in a listing agent? Hey, what's most important to you in a buyer's agent? Hey, what's most important to you in a house? You know, and when we ask that, naturally, they're going to start going over specs. They're going to just tell you what they want and what they don't want. But that's not enough. Then the biggest thing we need to extract, Meredith, and I know you're going to agree with this. I know you're going to love this, is the why. Why is that most important to you? Because if you don't have the why, you don't have the motivation, and you're always going to re have to revisit the motivation in any conversation. When it gets off track, the why is what gets you back on track. Why do people go to this podcast, Meredith? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you, if the new agent who is listening right now knows that they've got, they've got, you know, 5,000 contacts or whatever in their phone, and maybe they're starting to move those to a CRM or a database, let's hope. And they've got those 12 people that you talked about who they have the most frequent conversations with. And they're just not sure about how to enter into a conversation that will allow them to start to provide that data and to become seen as a bit of at least an expert to be in this field. What does that look like? How do you encourage people to actually like enter into that first conversation? Awesome. That's a phenomenal question because that's where call reluctance comes in. Mm -hmm. And when I say call reluctance, I don't necessarily mean just a phone call. I just mean people mentioning, hey, I'm in real estate, right? How do we do that coming across salesy and it's so uncomfortable. And I come from a, a, I'm an insurance adjuster. I know that's not what you said. I'm just like, I'm not used to telling people what I do, right? So, well, first of all, I do want to, just correct one thing. It's not 12 people. I'm saying on average, people talk to the same 12 people every single month. We right, need to- no, I mean, like if it's one of those people though, then they're like, well, I'll call that one because I talked oh, to well, them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's a process that that I've, I've uh, coined and I call it flow and that's F-L-O-W. I love acronyms. Alex is not a huge fan of acronyms, <laughs> but it helps people remember, right? Yeah. Flow stands for F is for familiar, L is for lifestyle, O is for occupation, and W is for wishes. Mm-hmm. And really quickly, briefly through it, like familiar could be a person, place, or a thing. So if I'm calling you, Meredith, and I haven't talked to you in 10 years, but we had an existing relationship in high school, I may, you know, I may call you and say, Hey, Meredith, it's me, Alex Stewart Jr. I know we haven't talked to you in a while, but I was going through my phone and I came across your contact information. And I just thought to myself, what better place? What better time than to call now? How, how's everything going? And then typically, oh, things are going to, and then the conversation goes dry. And then I'll go to something that was familiar. Hey, do you remember Mr. Bentley, who was our gym teacher and playing the badminton games after school or whatever that familiar thing is between us? So a connector of some kind. Exactly. And we do the same thing with anything. I mean, agents that buy Zillow leads, it's the same thing. They're using Zillow as the familiar piece. I mean, Zillow has the credibility, the trust. The clients search on Zillow. So then naturally, when they get the inbound call, a smart agent would take that call and say, hey, my name is Alan Stewart Jr. I'm Zillow's five-star preferred real estate agent. Because you're using that third-party trust or that third-party verification to build that bridge of trust. And then 
you know, quickly through the rest of it, you know, L stands for lifestyle. So when I go from that, that, that connector, that familiar, I, I just, Hey, what's most important. What do you, what have you been up to? What do you do for fun? What's next for you? We're talking leisurely things, uh, maybe bringing up one of those stories that you talked about as an adjuster, um, you know, asking more questions or giving compliments and then, Oh, is occupation. You ask them about, Hey, so what, so what's going on? What's up? Uh, what, what's going on with work? Cause traditionally this is where you can start to implement your work into it because when you ask a question like if i was to do something for you meredith what's your name like if i gave you a referral what what innately do you want to do back law of reciprocity give me something back yep i love that you even you know the term too <laughs> but yeah so if you ask somebody about work you know hey what's going on with work um naturally they're going to ask you well, well what's going on with you and your work oh well i just got my real estate license about three months back i'm so excited to enter into this new chapter of my life i've already shown like three or four clients. I signed with this broker. They're phenomenal with training and social media. And I've never learned so much in a 90 day period. And I'm just truly excited. And then I flow into wishes real quick. So what's next for you? Like, I understand you're an insurance adjuster now. Like what, what does the next 12 months look like for you? And what I'm doing with wishes, first of all, I don't ask people, Hey Meredith, what do you wish for? Because that's how, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds creepy, right? Um, but if I find out wishes is really like what's in your future, because again, I'm trying to build those relationships. And if I know what you want out of your future, because my job is having many conversations and contacts, I'm going to try to connect you with someone that can uh, propel your future forward. Because now I'm giving you a referral, whether or not the referral works out, it's an opportunity for you. And through the law of reciprocity, you subconsciously are going to start looking to wanting to see me win too, because I'm here to make help you win. That's awesome. And it also gives then an impetus for a reconnection after. So you've made that connection and then you can check in and see how it went, or there's a thank you that happens afterwards. Brilliant. You get it. You get it. The fortunes and the follow-up. That's what we talk, say around here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We could talk about that as a whole other podcast probably, because that's oh, probably the place that most people fall down in this real estate industry. Um, who do have have leads. Okay. So we've got that piece. What's the, what's the next step? So if we had a conversation, um, you know, we, we initiated, then the second job is to, because just, so, or just I just want to differentiate conversations from contacts, right? Yeah. Conversations is to make a first impression. Yeah. When we're having a contact, that's, um, you know, th that, that's to make, create awareness. A conversation is different than a contact because a contact is an industry-related conversation. If I'm in car sales, I won't sell no cars unless people know I sell cars. If I'm in real estate, I won't sell any real estate unless people know I sell real estate, right? So that's where the flow comes in. How do we mention it, right? Because now we're creating awareness. And then once we mention it, our next objective is to set a consultation. And that's an appointment, so to speak. And in an appointment, that's where we build the authority. That's where we give a lot of information, whether it's a listing of a consultation, a buyer's consultation, a consultation with a loan officer, a consultation with a credit repair specialist, or just a, like a, a showing consultation. Mm -hmm. so, so that's like the next steps is, is kind of knowing the pathway and just gauge being, well, A, being able to compartmentalize the pathway so you understand where they are and what your logical next step is in order to push them down your business pipeline. It's not always appropriate to go from conversation to contact. 
Meredith, if you invited me to your wedding, I wouldn't walk up to you and say, hey, congratulations on being married to you and your husband. Next logical step is you're going to buy a house (laughs) because the wedding is not appropriate. I'll probably wait till next week and follow up with you about it. Right, exactly. And what are some of those opportunities for an agent then to create that potential consultation opportunity? Um, so, so did you say what, or, or when is it, um, it, it, yeah, what, what are some of the, or maybe what are some of the cues that might happen during either that conversation or that contact piece that might then be like the signal for the agent to think, okay, now it's time to go in for that consultation. Yeah. So I think that, I think anytime a buyer asks buying questions, which are inquisitive questions, asking for more information, um, it, that's a good opportunity to at least ask for I don't exact I don't go in for the consultation but I do ask a very similar thing every single time oh it seems like you may be interested do you, or maybe you or you know one other person looking to buy sell or invest in real estate um and I just kind of ask that and in, in broad uh, and then a lot of times they'll say yes or no and then I'll start to isolate their life and say okay well if you can think of anybody maybe at work or maybe at church or maybe your child's daycare, and I start compartmentalizing their life. And then they'll start thinking, oh, well, you know what? My, my front desk girl actually thought of it. Okay, awesome. What I would love to do is if you don't mind, talk to her, get permission to send my her contact information to you so I can reach out to her. I promise you I won't follow up too much. But what I would love to do is talk to her because what I don't want it to happen is I don't want her going on Zillow and just getting uh, caught up with some random realtor that doesn't care, or maybe a little less informed than me. But to answer your question, to go back to it, it's asking those buyers questions like, because you you get a feel right away when you tell people you're in real estate, they either are like, like, or they're like, hey, so how's the market? You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also, with at the expense of going on a tangent, <laughs> I, I just want to talk about how when you're in the conversation too, like knowing your structured approach to a conversation, I call it an EOV. It's an explanation of value, right? And it's not just your value that you bring to the table as a realtor, but your values and belief systems. Because people, you know, if if you just don't, when I'm telling people that I'm in real estate, I don't tell them that I'm in real estate. I tell them why I'm in real estate mm. and what my belief systems are. Because I have found a lot of times, if I'm explaining my belief systems to anybody, if my belief systems align with their belief systems, they want to get on board, whether they're going to transact with me or they're going to be one of my headhunters out there looking to drive referrals to, to, to my business. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So okay. a great exercise for you or anyone else is write down that belief system. What is it? What are your values? And why are you in this industry? And start start try at, trying that out in the conversations that you have and watch how remarkable that happens, how it compounds your business. All right. So I was going to ask you, that's the exercise is to put it together. But how does that actually look in a conversation? All right, awesome. So a lot of times, for example, and 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 it's going to be very awkward in the beginning because people don't typically talk like this. But when you do, you're setting that impression. Like I said, remember the point of the conversation is to leave a lasting impression. Yeah. So it's so when you do follow up, they take the call. And a lot of times, people when I get to the occupation, they say, "Oh, well, you know, how's it going for you? What is it that you do?" And a lot of times, I say, "You know, Meredith, rather than telling you before I tell you what I do, can I tell you why I do it?" And I just train. And a lot, everyone's always like, "Yeah, tell me, 
I've never heard that before. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? And this is a little eccentric, but we want to make an impression. And, and you can just go into whatever your value system is. And for me, it's like, you know, I, I believe in the American dream. And I believe that everybody deserves their own personal oasis. And some people find that personal oasis behind a white picket fence in the sanctuary of their own home. And some people find it in commas and, and zeros in their bank account. And that's why I help people find financial freedom and also stability in home ownership or investments. Um, do you know, based on my belief system, is that is am I, am I somebody that you can see yourself or somebody you know doing business with? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And you end with a question too that then inspires a response. What I love about that too is that as you're doing it, it's creating like a sense of emotion and therefore you're building a brand that's differentiating you from all of the other agents that are out there. You're leaving them with a, a feeling that elevates their impression of you just because of how you delivered that and how you turn the conversation and then giving it back to them. Love it. Love it. it really does. And honestly, viewers, if anything, go out there, just try that one thing. Why do you do what you do? Explain it to someone. Watch. You're going to evangelize people. Are jumping over the booth at the local when they hear other people talking about real estate, just like you got to use Meredith. I'm telling you. you know, And here's why you got to do it. She believes in blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. And that was the other thing I was going to say. I think people will take what you say and repeat it to other people that they're talking to because it is so different from what they're used to encountering. Yeah, because most people out there, Meredith, I mean, you're, you're a successful woman. You've been a, how many other realtors have you bumped into that you didn't know they're realtors? You ask them what they do and what do they do? I'm in real estate or I'm a realtor. Conversation kind of ends there, unless you guys are going to talk about industry stuff. Right? right, exactly. Exactly. That's the vast majority of how that, how people respond when you're asking that question. Yeah, so this is an alternative to that. And yeah. let's just go on EOV. It's an explanation of value. It's not and because from there I could also go into. So I've talked about my values, meaning why I do this. Right. But I could also go into my value proposition from there. If they say, yes, I, I actually am interested in building wealth through real estate or buying my first home or my daughter's buying her first home. Okay. Outstanding. You do what? I don't know if now is the appropriate time or we can set in a, a, a time where I can talk to you about how my value proposition is different than anybody else you've ever met. And then I go through my value proposition and I'm undeniably your first and only choice for all things real estate. So good. That's awesome. That's good stuff. All right. So we've got, oh my gosh, I can't believe I told you at the beginning, this was going to fly past. It has. We're almost at time and I want to be mindful of that, but I still want to go through if we can just quickly, if we can kind of like summarize the rest of the steps. And I know we've got only halfway through the list right now. Yeah, that's okay. I, I can roll through the rest of the list really quickly. Awesome. So we've gone through conversations. We're creating an impression, right? We've had contacts. We're creating awareness when, you know, I'm in real estate and we've had a consultation. This is where we can create authority. This is where we build, um, you know, uh, the longevity. This is where we build the credibility to potentially get referrals, right? Then we go into contracts. That's where we are building raving fans, giving them service, building that intimate relationship. Contracts is the contract to close process right there. Um, and then what we have is closings. Closings, a lot of real estate agents sell themselves short because they think they're in the business of closing real estate, but they're not. You know, the closest for the client, not for the commission. But what closing does is it builds memories because now you have you have that solidification, you have that proof of concept, you have that person that can that can is evangelizing you saying, Hey, Meredith was a rock star, 
the whole way I created memories. I now have this amazing house you're standing in happy Halloween type thing, right? Or, or whatever it is. And then the last C is compounding. How do we compound our business? How do we turn one closing into five? How do we turn one opportunity into three? How do we turn one showing into two showings? How do we return one client into eight clients, right? How do we compound that business? How do we make it so we are not a statistic of that 15% or excuse me, that 85% of realtors that just never renew our license? Yeah. And give us like your top three for compounding business in a market like the one we're in. Okay. Awesome. So uh, I was actually just on another podcast and we were talking about systems, right? So that that's one of them, Um, you know, but I would say when we're talking about compounding, you know, really what you want to focus on your skills. And we're one, one of them again is we're talking, we, we just went through a long, we had a long conversation about the skills, about having conversations and being intentional. So that's one of them. But the number one way you can compound your business is referrals, right? Having a systematic approach, a dialogue to ask for referrals or what we already talked about, give referrals. Arguably, the second one is more important than the first one because I found when I focused my attention on how can I give out as many referrals as possible, that's when they really started pouring in. So um, so that is when we're talking compounds. And then there's a bunch of other things like buying back your time, getting assistance, you know, um, you know, managing your expenses. So you have op- so you have money to invest in real estate. I mean, the lists. I'm actually writing a book on all this. That, that, oh, are you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to drop um, in in the spring or or summer of next year, and it it'll be very detailed for those of us that are scholastic and love the details. It's a step by step process, not just for real estate agents, but all sales professionals on how to start, grow, and grow your business. Hmm. Awesome, awesome. Do you have a title yet? Yeah, I was actually thinking about calling it "Funding Your Perfect Life." Ooh, love it. Well, let us know when that comes out. I will be happy to share that with our audience. This is awesome, and one of the things that I think I've taken from everything that you've said today, there seems to be like a a thematic thread through it, which is give first and the rest kind of just falls into place. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it, I've spoken on stage to thousands of realtors and I've asked them all. I always ask same questions because I want to start to build out a data pool. And I ask people, Hey, why'd you get into Actually, that's you, typically I've watched your podcast. We, we talk, Hey, not, well, you usually ask how I usually ask people, why'd you get into real estate? Mm-hmm. And it's always three reasons. It's financial freedom. They look at it and they say, Oh my God, I, that's a very fast vehicle. I can make a lot of money doing that. <laughs> Second one is um, freedom of schedule. They think, Oh, I can work with whoever I want, whatever I want jokes on them because in the beginning it's the complete opposite. <laughs> But the third one is what you're talking about. And, and it's the freedom to serve. Like we, the one common thread of all realtors, they have the heart of a servant. A lot of them are coin operated and freedom operated, but a lot of, there's nothing like sliding a set of keys to a first time home buyer or getting a, um, a seller out of a toxic situation. Like there's nothing more rewarding than that. We do it for money, but we also do it for the reward. So why would we not give? Let's give out some referrals and watch your business blow up and you're going to get some referrals. Such good stuff. Alan, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Okay, I have one more question for you. Completely a different topic from what we've been talking about, but I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by the name of your company, Yellow Brick Real Estate. Nice. Tell me, what is what was the source of that? Yeah, so we it was the first name we thought up and then we sat around for another week and a half to two weeks trying to think of a bunch of other names as most first-time business owner when you're starting up a business. Yeah. 
And then finally, we looked around and we said, we're never going to start this thing unless we pick a name. Let's go with the first one. And really what it was is it's Yellow Brick Real Estate and it's the pathway to home ownership. It's kind of like the Yellow Brick Road from the Wizard of Oz. How did Dorothy get home? She followed the Yellow Brick Road. And we've helped thousands of people get home by following our path to real estate through the Yellow Brick Road. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. I thought that was such an inspiring name when you when I read it and I appreciate you sharing it with us. And I appreciate you sharing our all of the, what you've learned with our audience and all of your journey along that that yellow brick that's taking you to where you are right now. What's next for you? Oh, that's a great question. So, uh, well, what's next like tomorrow or what's next in five years? <laughs> well, what's I know you got the book on the horizon. I know you got some ancillary businesses that feed into your business, but what's what's like the next next big thing? Yeah, so I love to give. And before COVID, I was speaking around the country. And where I see myself in a couple of years is on the stage, giving a lot of this information that I've gained through experience and giving it to people so that I can build generational wealth through people that necessarily don't work for me. I've already have the ability to do that through the hundred plus realtors that work for me and the insurance agents that work for me, but it's not big enough. I need to give back more and, and I need to be able to do it um, through extensions, through other companies. And the only way I can do that is getting on stage and sharing my experience with other people. Love it. Well, we are so grateful for you sharing your experience with us today and for being here. This has been fantastic. If people want to reach out to you or pick your brain about anything business or real estate related, or learn more about working with you and your brokerage, what's the best way for people to find you? I appreciate that. Hey, follow me. I would say follow me on Instagram or any social media. It's the same handle across everything. That's the quickest way to get in contact with me, to get exposure to anything that I'm saying or my affiliates are saying. It's Alan Stewart Jr. That's A-L-A-N-S-T-W-A-R-T-J-R on any handle. And then you could also visit my website, which is alanstewartjr.com. But yeah, definitely follow me and I'll do my best to get back to everybody very quickly. Awesome. Alan, thank you so much again. Thank you for everybody who has watched and listened today. Feel free to reach out to Alan. As you can see, he has a wealth of information. We barely tapped it today. So again, thank you. We'll have to do this another time as well. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. This has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. We'll see you next time. It's Meredith. We are so grateful you joined us today. If you've benefited from the advice we share on the show, we hope you'll tune in to our next episode. Interested in learning more about my personal mentoring programs, our career kickstart course, or to pick up a copy of my book, Farming for Real Estate Agents, your step-by-step guide for becoming the go-to agent in your local market, visit www.meredithfogel.com and click the resources tab. If you are curious about becoming part of the List Realty family of agents, go to the www.thelistrealty.com website and click Careers from the About Us page or find me at the Meredith Global team on social media. Thank you for listening. This has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. We'll see you next time.